on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today we've got some lovely wines. We've got from Post and Beam, we've got their 2019 Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, from Palmas, we have their 2017 Louise Riesling, their 2017 Amalia Chardonnay, the Palmas 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon, the Palmas 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon, and the 2016 Florencia Muscat Canelli. Florencia, who runs the place with her brother Christian. Christian is the computer guy, and that winery I, is the most computer-advanced winery I think I've ever seen. They have thermal imaging, high-tech computers, and some of the most high-tech equipment you've ever seen. So very, very interesting place. Bob is in love with the Bond villains on this place. <laughs> oh, not oh, yeah. only that, it's like pharmaceutical-grade clean. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoke and host the good old boys It's sipping time. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. We are. Definitely. Now that the Rockford no Files got moved to 4 a.m. They moved the Rockford the Files? Yeah. Oh, crap. You know what I miss? Columbo. Miss? Yeah. Columbo. If Columbo were on at 2 a.m., he'd beat us. Yeah, he would. But he's not. Yeah, so we're still number we're one. Still the best. Yeah, exactly. We're so. better than that infomercial on glass. <laughs> yeah, but are we better than the Sham Wow? No, but no. he's not on anymore. That's true. I think he's in prison he beat or something. Up some hookers or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah something. something. Yeah, something think, like that. I think yeah. he's in jail. He didn't something. have me representing him, so. Well, there you go. He went away. Let's have a commercial for Justin's law firm. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right in the toilet um 48 seconds that's that's a new record well this is made man bob joining me today our good old boy justin good morning pleasure to be here yeah. drinking all this good wine yeah life is pretty good yeah and made man you've been accused of beating up hookers <laughs> oh happy day thank you for uh, a beautiful spread in the basement today bob and him That'd be good old boy Harmeet. And thank you, Bob. And it's not the basement now. It's the wine cellar. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. So uh, Still damp and dank and drippy. No, that's just. That sounds like something. That's just your dating this is coming profile. From the urologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he has on his Tinder profile. Yeah. Uh, all right. So today's episode is a wine episode and all our sips episodes are about wine coffee tea, spirits uh, tea whatever you can possibly drink um, today we've got some lovely wines we've got from post and beam we've got their 2019 cabernet sauvignon 
Uh, from Palmas, we have their 2017 Louise Riesling, their 2017 Amalia Chardonnay, the Palmas 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon, the Palmas 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon, and the 2016 Florencia Muscat Canelli. So let's have uh, Justin do our sips ratings for us. So today we have the Yacht Rock guy who's come off the boat because it's very nice wine day. Once. Yeah, surprisingly, I can relate. I like the Yacht Rock guy. Keep I'm, going. I'm sure you probably can. He sounds like he's on Quaaludes or something. <laughs> <laughs> One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> what was this again? I like that one. Uh, you should keep the Yacht Rock guy in the repertoire. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Thank you. I just like it because it sounds like a lot of his customers. Bill, <laughs> Bill Cosby used to shop at my store, so the Quaalude guy just totally works. <laughs> Get any dating tips from him? Yeah, probably. <laughs> By the, I used to sell the really good vodka. I, I think I may be an accessory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, covers up the flavor of the medication. Yeah. You gonna do five? Five sips. Five. Ten you years. Do, are you gonna do five? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he just started drinking. He yeah. forgot. Five sips. Oh my! I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. There's five things yeah. to do. Five things to do. Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Maury. I'm really pleased with. He's Justin's not a baseball player. And, oh, come on, man. I made eighty percent of the way through. That's like a B. That was Thurston Howell the Third on some downers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Well, who's doing the first wine? <laughs> We're going to have Maury tell us about the first wine. So go ahead. Thank you, sir. Post and Beam is based in Napa Valley, named for the simple yet elegant barns that dot the American landscape. Just think about that. Why'd you look at Justin when you said simple? That was mean. That was mean. It was instinctive. I don't know. Look at yeah. Somebody's somebody's marketing firm got that line. Yeah, that was mean. Look at look at harm when you say that. Come on. The winery is part of the Farniente family of wineries and vineyards, joining Farniente, Dolce. Nickel and Nickel, and Root, and Bella Union, led by veteran winemaker Michael Accurso, who had previously spent four years at GoldenEye Winery, first as assistant winemaker before rising to the title of winemaker. Oh, that's a cool winery. Yes. They got this big, giant thing on the roof, and it shoots beams up to a satellite. Oh, we're wrong, GoldenEye. Never mind. Sorry. Thank you. You are so broken. Broken is, does not begin to describe him. Everything is not James Bond related. Oh, actually, there oh, yeah, will be more James Bond related stuff yeah. coming up. Yeah, it definitely will be. <laughs> the first wine today will be the Post and Beam Cabernet Sauvignon 2019. It is 100, read that, 100% 
Cabernet Sauvignon, and it comes in at hyphen percent ABV. Um, the 2019 <laughs> growing season began <laughs> with late spring rains during flowering and fruit set. Cover crops between the vines flourished, putting rich nutrients into the soil. The fruit set itself was lighter than usual, resulting in an exceptional concentration and retention of flavor and aromas in the clusters. Mild fall temperatures allowed fruit to mature fully without being overly tannic nor overly ripe. 2019 was an excellent vintage overall that will continue to impress wine lovers and collectors for years to come. Uh, by the way, hyphen boy, um, they put this in the smallest writing I've ever seen on any bottle of wine. And the color contrast between the pale cream color of the label and the gold of the um, the writing is almost nil. I had to zoom in with my camera. 14.5% ABV. Thank you. I didn't bring my glasses, so thank Might you for helping me. Might just be that you're old. You ever thought, think oh, about yeah, that? I was just saying his I eyes could be old are too. old. Yeah. But if this is... What they put on the bottle, I think they get half a percent leeway in California. I'm guessing this is way closer to 15. Yeah, this is um, not shy. Um, anyway, the wine's got a beautiful, deep garnet color. On the nose, there's lots of ripe fruit, raspberry, black cherry, a little spice, hint of oak. Palette's got a nice medium body with soft tannins, red fruit flavors, some black currants, some black cherry, a little cedar, hint of minerality. I thought the finish was short, but pleasant. Uh, I thought it was a really nice wine. Uh, I think uh, for the price point, uh, coming from uh, the Nickel and Nickel group, uh, I thought the slow wine is extremely well made. It was pleasant, easy drinking. I liked it quite a lot. What'd you think, Justin? I'm just sitting here listening to him talk, and I'm like, this is exactly how she described him to her mother the first time she brought him home. The finish is short, but it's okay. <laughs> so, Farniente, their whole line, um, to me, is known for like deep, dark fruit in the mid palate and a really good oily mouthfeel. This post and beams a little bit of a departure from those characteristics there's a um, it's really profound justin perhaps the most profound thing i've heard from you in quite some time thank you don't worry it's getting ready to go downhill. he sounds sarcastic but he's right <laughs> it's it's gonna it's getting ready to go downhill so what, yeah. what separates this from the other products that i've had from farniente is, is there's a minerality on the side palette that permeates this and it has shorter finish but we were talking before the show that it was very similar to camus and it really is except for the minerality but well, i enjoy it's, it it's kind of refreshing it's 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 their riper version of the, it's their fruit bomb because you know yeah. farniente is known for like 10 or 12 different vineyards that they they may they own i'm not sure how many that we it, what we bring to florida is much less than they actually produce but they're all about single vineyard cabernets right or Chardonnay. Yeah, their wine club's got yeah, this, a lot of them. This is a blend from all different vineyards. And to me, it's a straight shot at Camus. Yeah. this is They're coming in higher, riper, more fruity. This is not your typical Farniente. That's why they made a, a new winery called Post and Bean for this one. Yep. That's why Justin used that $2 word. It was a departure from their typical style. 
I like that people cents. are quoting the simple guy. That's 50 cents. What do you think, Bob? I just think he was reading his old SAT prep book. And I think that's what he was doing because he's using multisyllabic words, which I'm pretty sure is going to hurt him in the end. Um, <laughs> Not if I'm paid well, by the Well, you know, hour. there's a first for everything. This is the first time I've heard a multisyllabic word from Justin. It's got a beautiful nose to it. It's a lot of blackberries, dark cherry. Got some nice oak to it. Um, the body on it. Mm. It's got a nice, a nice soft body to it, but I mean, there's some weight there. Um, black cherries, the minerality definitely comes through. You can tell, um, you can taste the soil in this one. Um, pick up a little bit of hint of the oak on the back palate and the finish. Um, finish for me, medium to medium long. It's soft and fleshy, almost verging on flabby. I'm sorry. I don't, you, you're flabby. giving it too much. What well, who's talking about flabby? Oh, whatever. I mean, the I pot calling the personally. kettle black. Jesus. Don't take it personal. This is, this is in the style of Camus. I, I don't particularly like that. It's, well, nobody cares it's what too you fleshy. like. It's too juicy. It's, this is California fruit bomb. Nobody, nobody cares what you like, though. Whatever. <laughs> Hey, and we're back, and welcome to this episode of Flabby Harm, trying to work off his flab. Um, okay, I don't take it personally. I'm probably, well, you know, until Justin started losing weight, I was probably the least flabby person here. But Justin's starting to look good now, despite that T-shirt. He's taken. I'm just saying, I'm back just off. Saying. No, but he's, back he's, off. he's got lawyer money. Look, we know you're lonely, okay? <laughs> we understand you're lonely. You can't afford me, Harmie. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've 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 traveled with him before. You know, you can't afford his taste. <laughs> Number one, he's very expensive. Number two, you're cheap. So yeah. those two things I, don't I'm go very together. cheap and he's high maintenance. Oh yeah, he's very high very maintenance. high maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like Champagne Dreams. Oh, it's yes. like Beverly Hills Housewives level. Yeah. You yeah. you you just back away. This is not for you. All so. right, fine. I think you guys uh, frankly look, you guys are all talking this wine up. It's just it's not my style. Yeah, it's fine. But, but you know, and again, it's not you know, not everybody's style is everybody's style. I mean, we do that on our I'm whiskey shows. I'm not saying shows. it's not popular. No, no. I'm sure yeah. this is definitely. No. Well, hitting, it's the same, it's the same thing when we do the whiskey episodes. You know, there's some that, that, that we'll drink and that. And there's some people that don't appreciate fine whiskey. Yeah. And and you'll try it and you'll go, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't get it. You know, but, you know, that's if it's not for you, it's not for you. You know, I mean, you're wrong, but it's not for you. Whatever. Right. I'm right. This is a California fruit bomb. And oh, it absolutely is. It's soft and yep. finishes short. Yeah, that's fine. I like it. So, so only 75% of you in the audience are going to like it. So mm -hmm. if you're that one out of four, don't buy this. We're going to this way. If 25% of the audience actually likes him for once, that's a <laughs> huge <laughs> step up in his popularity. Step up. I mean, that's like 23.5% increase. So, yeah. Anyway, we're going to be rating the Post and Beam Cabernet 2019 four sips. What? Yeah. How do you get that higher rating? You guys are insane. That's because uh, we all had a much higher rating than you. Farniente we makes actually tried so many it. better wines than this. There's they nothing wrong with this wine, they make Harm. Different That's, wines. Yeah, it doesn't they do matter. Make different wines. I want. I just want to shout out to the vodka vineyard. Well, look at it this way: we <laughs> let you in the basement, and your mother makes far better children than you. <laughs> but we let you in anyway, I right? Love that. I love that. 
So zip it. Fine. Where right. is Jasmine when we need her <laughs> yeah. to confirm? There you go. Oh, God, Lord, please. Are you kidding? Maury, you talk about the next wine so I can just heal from these burns. Now, well, Bob's going to talk about the me, next so. wine because he it, can. Is it more, is, oh, Bob's doing it? All right, yeah, it's sorry. Bob. It's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about the script. Just do whatever. Yeah. All right. So our next wines are, uh, the rest of our wines are coming from the Palmas Vineyards in Napa. So wine has been made at the current site of the Palmas Vineyards as back, far back as the 1880s when Henry Hagen purchased a parcel land in Napa and founded the Cedar Knoll Vineyard and Winery. Hagen became one of the true pioneers in the Valley with his wines featured at the San Francisco Opera House and even winning a silver medal for his brandy at the Exposition Universelle in Paris in 1889 at the World's Fair. Uh, with the arrival of Prohibition, the winery was closed, as most were, um, and the property lay dormant. In 1945, Dr. Julio Palmas was born in Argentina. He moved to California in the 70s after finishing his medical degree to pursue a research career at UC Davis. And then one day while he was attending a lecture, he had an idea that after years of research and experimentation resulted in his development of the Palmas Shunt's balloon expandable stent, which is used to support blood vessels and prevent blockages. So every time a fat guy has to go in the hospital and has an artery dilated, this is the guy that's keeping him alive. My father is skinny, but he has a stent because of a congenital issue. So skinny guys, too. It could be just... He saved my dad's life. It could just be the stress of dealing with you, but... Yeah. Could be stress, yeah. Could be stress. So Dr. Paul Mouse's life slazing, uh, slaving, saving stents are placed in over a million patients every single year across planet Earth. So, yahoo. Uh, in the 1990s, he realized a dream when he purchased the former Hagen property and began the process of building the Palmas Winery and Vineyards. And the result is a 600-acre estate with 64 acres of vineyards. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing winery because it's entirely underground, 18 stories from top to bottom. Um, and it's a hundred percent gravity flow. So the grapes go in at the top, they go through an optical sorter. They drop down into the fermenters, which are in this big circle in this huge domed room all underground and all the computer screens project up on the ceiling. It looks like a Bond villain's lair. It's really the coolest does. thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And then it goes from fermenters down and down and down and down to the bottling line, which is on the bottom. So a pump never hits any of their wine. It's never put under any pressure. It's 100% gravity fed. Which um, is easier on the grapes. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very, very cool vineyard and a very cool winery. Um, at the heart of the winery is the fermentation dome, which I mentioned. There's 24 vats. Um, they're on wheels. And as one fills, then they rotate, and an empty one comes in underneath the optical sorter. So it is, it is remarkable. And um, Florencia, who runs the place with her brother Christian, Christian is the computer guy, and that winery i is the most computer advanced winery i think i've ever seen they have a tr flight training school that flies over their property i think it's like three or four times a week and they have a camera uh, infrared camera mounted on this plane so like every two or three days they get a new infrared shot of all their vineyards so they can literally track individual vines which ones are in need of water, which ones are getting too much water, which ones are getting too much sun, which are not getting enough sun. 
I mean, their, their technology is down to that level. So it's uh, thermal imaging, high-tech computers, and, and some of the most high-tech equipment you've ever seen. So very, very interesting place. Bob is in love with the Bond villains who own this place. <laughs> oh, not oh, only yeah. that, it's like pharmaceutical grade clean. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very 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 cool winery. If if you're ever in the valley and you've got the time, definitely go check it out. Oh, so, yeah. so we're going to start off with the first wine from them, which is the Palmas 2017 Louise Riesling, 100% whole cluster pressed Riesling, cold fermented at 45 degrees. Uh, 13.2% ABV and uh, 1,096 cases of this one were produced. Um, For our European listeners, that's 45 degrees Fahrenheit, which is actually cold. 45 degrees uh, Celsius would be intensely hot. You think people are listening to that? Oh, good Lord. Come on. <laughs> Nobody's listening to us. Come on. No, it is. It's got a beautiful nose on it. It is just your typical... Alsatian style Riesling. It's got that beautiful minerality to it, that slaty, dusty stones with a little bit of uh, just that little bit of tart fruit on top. Mm. On the palate, peaches, honeysuckle, a beautiful uh, lemony, um, lemon, lemon peel. It's got a nice acidity to it. Um, we were discussing before, and if you'd have told me that this would, was an Alsatian Riesling, I would 100% believe you. Um, this does not taste like most California Rieslings that I've ever had. So No, no, it doesn't taste like California. It doesn't taste like Washington. No. It tastes like Alsace. Yeah. I mean, Great it's minerality. Absolutely pretty wine. What do you think, Arm? What you said. I mean, this okay, I guess we're moving on. Straw color. Yeah. Uh, the nose is whetstone, a little bit of petrol, a little bit of peach. And then you get closer, a little bit of honeysuckle coming in. That petrol notes there, that 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 reminds me of that um, Alsatian wine. And it's gorgeous. It's maybe not as minerally as Alsatian wine, but the minerality is there. The lemon, the peaches, it's gorgeous. Justin? This Riesling's begging for a can of sour cream Pringles to be eaten with it. <laughs> and then my life would be complete. What did you think, Maury? Well, <laughs> okay, after there that you go. verbose description, it's really hard to follow. So yeah. let me try. Uh, I thought Bob and Harm nailed it. I think uh, everything you've said is right there. The minerality is delicious. It's, um, like you said, maybe a hair less than maybe an Alsatian, but nonetheless, it you'd be hard-pressed to differentiate it. Um, love the acidity, love the white peach, the honeysuckle on the palate. It's very well-balanced. It's got a hint of sweetness, but it's definitely not cloying or overly sweet. No, no it's it, got a good acidity yeah. carry it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. that's I why would, this, this is... Alsace-Lorraine, this is, Correct. you know, Eastern France, Western German. This is not Rhine. Yeah, you know, this is no, no. not Moselle. This is no, exactly Alsace. But I still but think this beautiful. would pair beautifully with some spicy food. It'd go well with some Indian cuisine. It'd go really well with some nice uh, pork buns and some uh, I don't know where he came up with dumplings. sour cream Pringles. You notice I, I don't know. I just everything. ignore that. I can't some, believe you repeated that. Some you. spicy Chinese or some nice Indian food in this. This would be perfect. Have That's you right. noticed how no matter what we've drunk, he keeps Szechuan. coming back. This would go well with pork buns. Szechuan. This would go good with some Szechuan 
Chinese food. No, no. You know what? This his mother took away pork buns Thai, at a critical stage of his development. Uh, Thai green curry, which just yeah, permeates all his that life. as well. Uh, I just think that this is a, a really nice wine. Uh, I, I thought for for what it, it, it hit, checked every box for what it was supposed to be. Oh yeah, definitely good stuff. Yeah, and and again, if 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 I put this in an unmarked bottle, you would never in a million years guess where it came from. Never. Well, the bottle looks like an Alsatian bottle. Mm. They were true to form on that. But absolutely lovely. So we are going to be rating the Palmas uh, 2017 Louise Riesling. A well-deserved four sips. That's classified. So Justin's going to tell us about our next wine. So the next wine we're going to talk about is Palmas 2017 Amalia Chardonnay. It's 100% barrel-fermented Chardonnay. Aged Surleys for seven months, 75% new French oak. It's 14.5% alcohol by volume. There's 1,507 cases produced. On the nose, I got hibiscus, honeysuckle. I got like a really nice sourdough bread nose to it. On the palate, Lemon, vanilla, and grilled papaya. The finish is long and very fruity. And I really like this a lot. I, I would have this with like fish or pork. What do you think, Bob? Um, it's a lovely Chardonnay. Um, it is definitely... Mm, it's definitely on the fruity side as opposed to the buttery side. Um, the tropical fruit really comes out. Um, their own tasting notes, they have grilled papaya. Um, I don't know if I'm getting papaya or I'm getting mango, um, but I'm definitely getting that tropical fruit vibe. I'm definitely getting some citrus on it, some lemon peel, maybe a little bit of bitter orange. Um on my nose, I'm getting flowers, honeysuckle, um, and again, that citrus note that comes over. You know, it's very crisp. It's got a nice acidity to it. Not very crisp. No, not very. No, it's got the good acidity to cut. I wouldn't call it crisp. You got anything else to add, Mr. Happy? I got lots to add. I got a few things to add. That was the only thing I disagreed with you, man. Everything else is fine. I I, I actually like this wine much better as it's warmed up. Yeah. When it was colder, it was not a big fan. Uh, right now, that that French that French brioche note is coming out. That's beautiful, toasty brioche, a little butter, uh, orange peel, and honeysuckle definitely are there on the nose. And the palate is unctuous. It's you can tell it's spent all that time Sir Lee, which is you know on the yeast gives you that wonderful mouth feel. Um, seven months—that's quite some time. Mm. It gives you that backbone. Beautiful oily mouthfeel, lots of vanilla on the palate. Normally, I'm not a fan of papaya because I'm allergic to papaya, but that tropical fruit note's there. It, it tastes great. I was surprised. I was really, I'm enjoying it much more now than, than when we first poured it. Mental note self, serve papaya at the next tasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, we're out of EpiPens today. <laughs> How are you doing on this? <laughs> <laughs> 
the plot uh, was you, launched. You know, I, I agree with Harm. I, I think there actually is a hint of oak that gives it a little bit of a backbone as well. It's hard to sort out whether the backbone's coming from the leaves or from the oak or a little bit of both. But it's definitely got some more structure. Um, it's definitely got a, a bigger, rounder profile than than some of the other wines. Yeah, that, that comes from both oak and the leaves. But I think Correct. that mouthfeel to me, to, it says all about surly aging yeah well i i think it's a nice wine i think it's well made um i have nothing no no inherent flaws i guess that's it <laughs> guess that's it. it just drops it there okay okay wordy today aren't we all right well we're going to be rating the palmas 2017 amalia chardonnay forceps Really? That's classified. That's what I had. I thought I we agreed on three. Too. I thought we agreed on three. I thought I had four. It I don't did know. get better. It got better. I, 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 for me, it wasn't a four sipper, but I, there was nothing inherently wrong with it. If this is the style you like, this is definitely four sips. But for me, that papaya brings it away. I would, I, I downgrade it because the papaya. That, that tropical. I mean, I do like tropical notes on, on Chardonnay sometimes. This one, it's like trigger warning, dude, papaya. I just didn't feel like it was as balanced as some of the other things we've had. It just it just didn't have the same cohesiveness and and balance. That's all. It had highlights. It does whatever. He, he's already given it four steps. We can't change his mind. We're just looking at it. I think they're wrong. What do you think? I think Harmeet has the soul of a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, easily hurt. Yeah. There you go. And if the cops ever find out where he's keeping her, yeah, he's going to jail. <laughs> all right. So, do you think you can actually get through a review all on your own I there, will Cupcake? I'll review a wine. How's that? Yeah. So, the next wine, Bob, is the Palmas 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. 95.81% Cabernet Sauvignon, 4.19% Cabernet Franc. Aged 20 months in 92% French oak, 14.0 ABV on the bottle. I would guess it's actually higher than that. There's 4,568 cases produced. Wow. It is a beautiful, opaque, intense purple. The nose is all about blackberry for me. Beautiful blackberries, black plums. Uh, their note says huckleberries, but I've never had a huckleberry. The nose is dark like your heart. It is dark like my heart. It is dark. What heart? And there's some smoke. And it's like, you know, there's just a hint of blueberry, but it's overcome with that blackberries. And there's like sweet tobacco on there. You're exactly right. The tobacco comes through yeah. nicely. And it's, it's, not, it's not quite going to dark chocolate, but it's almost there. And then on the palate. Currants. Cassis. Textbook Cabernet, like you said, currants and cassis, with a beam of bright acidity in the middle that cuts all that dark fruit. Um, satisfying, long, luscious finish. That was my lightsaber cutting it in half. There you go. Mar, you want to continue with this, or just give it to Justin? Throw it to Justin because looked like you're adoring that wine too much. No, I'm I'm adoring this. I think this is uh, delicious. I think it's beautifully made. Um, it's got beautiful structure and backbone. The Cab Franc lends a nice softness to it. You can tell that it's mostly aged in French New Oak, um, 20 months. Uh, I think this is a spectacular wine. 
usually I get more spice out of French oak. Maybe as this as this sits in the glass, we'll get more of that spice coming out. But right now it's about. I to thought break. it's evolved nicely in the glass. I did aerate mine. And I thought the air did it some good. Um, what do you think, Justin? So we did the tour of Palmas. They were doing the regular process and they were moving to gravity fed. And I don't know if the 2018 was gravity fed, but it feels like they didn't beat the grapes up a lot and it makes it pretty special. I talk more, but we're running out of time. <laughs> well, we're about to go to commercial, but you could talk till the commercial. Why would he do that? Yeah, so we could just give dead air. Dead air is good, Justin. Yeah. Thanks. Dryness, but really good balance. <laughs> Commercial time. Hey, and we're back, and we are still discussing the Palmas 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. I was actually jamming out to the music though the, they were listening to the commercial. The open roads and open windows. It's just, I want to go on a road trip. We, we all want you to go on a road trip, too. <laughs> and in fact, we've taken up a collection, and we have a Greyhound ticket for you. Nice. I'm sending you on I've a long drive. A Greyhound bus. It'll be a long drive. Oh, I was on one recently, and it, I'm still oh, emotionally right. you, damaged. Was on can every all those flights were canceled. Yeah. Yep. Stuck in the middle of Kentucky. Yeah. No on flights going anywhere. Greyhound take a bus. to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> right from a Greyhound into an SL550. Yeah. Shows how different your day was. Had an Amish couple on there. That was interesting. They came in a buggy. It was, Did the lady next oh, to you yeah. have a tuna sandwich? That would have been perfect. No, there was the stereotypical crazy lady in the front of the bus screaming that all of you can kiss her. Mm -hmm. M M her. Tuchus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. It Remember got, Alice? What did it was the crazy. flow scream? Kiss, kiss my, my grits. Grits. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But this is this is a beautiful wine. Absolutely beautiful wine. Um Man, there's not really anything you can say about it. it hasn't already been said. So let's move on. We're going to be rating the Palmas 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. Four sips. See, this one I think you could have gone higher. But whatever. What do I know? You want me to back it up then? Okay. We could have called it a well-deserved four sips. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you could do something too. There's, there's mutiny on the show. <laughs> the monkeys are rattling the cages. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving right along there you go uh the next wine today will be the palmas 2016 cabernet sauvignon this one comes in at 93.49 percent cabernet sauvignon 3.39 percent cabernet franc and 2.12 percent petite verdot and just to keep it interesting one percent malbec this wine was aged 20 20 months in 89% new French oak. That's 89, folks, not 90. Uh, it, it clocks in at 14.9% alcohol by volume, and 4,348 cases were produced. Again, a beautiful, deep purple, opaque color. This one on the nose has a little bit more creme brulee and some toasted currant. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. God. Ah, Go on the palate. Again, lots of fruit, uh, boysenberry, hints of caramel and vanilla, voluptuous fruit flavors. It's definitely fruity. Um, it's got some nice tannin. 
It's got some nice structure. It's got a beautiful mouthfeel. I would call the finish medium. Uh, this is another delicious wine. Hard to say that it's uh, any better than the 2018. Uh, actually, point of fact is I thought the 18 was slightly better than this. But this is a delicious wine. I definitely wouldn't pour it out. And I found it uh, well-made and really interesting. What do you think, Harm? I think you're completely wrong with the creme brulee and toasted currant. Um, it's... It's got beautiful oak notes to it. It's got tons of blackberry, sweet oak, vanilla. Maybe that's where you're getting that creme brulee note from. That vanilla. There's that, that vanilla just, and some burnt sugar. It's not burnt sugar, dude. That's just smoky oak. It's blackberry, smoky oak. Um, okay. Cassis. The boysenberry. I mean, I've never actually had a boysenberry. Oh, boysenberry is good. Uh, is, it's everything a blackberry and a raspberry aren't. All right. Well, I need to. I need to go. I guess berry picking with my wife or something. We don't have that, man. You, you uh, white people are just your too parents crazy. never liked you. That's why. <laughs> when we when we go to Alabama, we go barbecue stuff. You go to Alabama. Go the, you know what they have there? They have booberry there. That's what they have in Alabama. Please, right, whatever. I was just I was just came back from Alabama. No actual Alabama. fruit. It's just stuff that comes in a box. Yeah. <laughs> you know what kind of disguise do you wear when color. you go to Alabama? I'm I'm with the white girl. I'm carrying her bags. Ah, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. See the blonde. I'm just carrying her bag. That's all. What do you think, Justin? I think that it's a pretty complex wine. It's got a very good contrast between like sweetness and minerality. Um, the finish is really really long. That's the big difference between the 2016 and the 20. 18 is that the fruit is more muted and the finish is a lot longer you're actually absolutely right but the 18 was a much fruitier wine this has got the minerality a little more uh, a little which i didn't mention at all but you're right the the minerality here is the difference and the long finish He's yeah. correct. So if you like more fruit, the 18 is definitely a little more fruit forward, whereas this one is definitely a more European style with more minerality. Now, is it is it you think it's the difference in the winemaking, the grapes, or just because the two years extra age? Is the 18 going to end up like this? Well, the No, I think it's the vintage. I think it's the terroir. I think it had to do with the amount of moisture and rain that year. Um, I, I'm not convinced the 18 is ever going to be like this. Just my estimation bob what'd you think i thought it was a beautiful wine uh extremely well made the color on it is absolutely black i mean it's just got like really gorgeous color on the palate hmm. i get the berries i get the fruit it's got a very nice mouthfeel to it. It's got a nice tannin to it. It's very silky, the tannins. They're not rough at all. They're not up front. They're not on not top of you. a ton of grip, but it's got good tannin. Yeah, just very, 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 very smooth. Very, very silky. A um, little bit of vanilla. A little bit of the oak on it. A um, little bit of toast, toasted bread, toasted oak. Uh, all in all, absolutely beautiful, beautiful Cabernet. Um. Yeah this this one's this one's really well done. Yeah, if you you see this on a restaurant menu and you're out, 
and you're getting a nice uh, you know filet mignon or some 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 really nice steak. I'm not doing brisket, Justin. Stop with you and your brisket. I wouldn't pair this one with brisket. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your pairing? This one ribeye. Ribeye. More ribeye. Pr- more Pringles. Lamb. Man. Oh, lamb. Lamb would be a good lamb, one too. Lamb kebabs. Oh yeah. All day. Easy. Easy. Definitely, definitely pull this from the menu. Or better yet, buy it from my store and pay the corkage fee. <laughs> <laughs> You'll well, be ahead. Yeah. Well, we're going to be rating the Palm Mouse 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. And that takes us to our last wine of the day. We're going to have Justin tell us about that one. So the last wine of the day I thought was... Muscatel, and I got really excited, but I realized it's not. It's Palma's 2016 Florencia Muscat. 100% whole cluster pressed Muscat Canelli, cold fermented at 45 degrees Fahrenheit or 13% alcohol by volume. The color is like a brilliant yellow. On the nose, you get like a really nice um jasmine tea and lemon on the palate it's um very smooth very fruity you got like big melon vibe on this one and the finish is long but it's subtle and um i would have this with carrot cake or dark chocolate it's definitely a dessert wine and um, I think they did a really good job with it. You, you can't taste the age on it. And it's 2023, and this was a 2016. But I mean that in a good way. Because of the lighter wines, age isn't always its friend. But they did this one right. What did you think, Maury? I like this wine, Justin. I thought uh, you did a good job describing it. Thank you. Um, for me, the color... Wasn't quite as much brilliant as I thought. It was a v- extremely pale yellow. But other than that, uh, I agree with you. It, for, to me, uh, what I got on the palate was a lot of uh, lemon curd. This felt like I just took a, a finger full of lemon curd, stuck it in my mouth. It's got some sweetness. It's got some tartness. You eat your, you eat your pudding with your fingers? No, but I just saw this jar of lemon curd. They don't curd let him have utensils. He'll probably hurt somebody. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I thought it's very nice. It's very pleasant. It's very enjoyable. Uh, I find in general dessert wines are hard to pair with desserts because they are dessert in a glass. And sometimes they'll clash with the dessert. This was not as cloying or sweet as some. I thought it actually had nice balance between the acidity and the and the citrus and the and the sweetness so it was very nice it was very pleasant you could definitely drink more than a a half ounce of this as some of them kind of max out pretty quickly so i liked it very much i would say however it was not as complex as some of the sauterne and dessert style wines that i've had before i felt like this was a little bit simplified it didn't have quite the layers of complexity and interest I, i liked it uh, I, it was not my absolute favorite in this style, but I thought it was well made. And just, if anything, I would say maybe lacked a little complexity. Harm? Yeah. So, uh, to address what Justin was saying, Muscat versus Muscatel, this is uh, Muscat Canelli grape, which is what they call Muscatel in Spain. But what they used to make Muscatel back in the Fred Sanford days that you were yeah. so happy to talk about. <laughs> 
uh, in California, that was a completely different quality of wine. This is much more elevated than that. So this uh, Muscatel or Muscat Canelli can be made dry or sweet. And this is the sweeter style, but it's not overripe. Yeah, it's medium sweet. It's medium sweet. Um, yes, yeah, so you said lemon and jasmine. It's all there. There's my blood sugar monitor. They're going off there. Oh, harm. <laughs> you're drinking too much. You're drinking too much sweet wine. Um, beautiful. I got orange orange blossom as well. And um, what is I can't even read this. Jasmine. What is that word? I well, can't read your handwriting for you, you yeah. knucklehead. But it has a, it has a good beam of acidity to go with this. And you were saying you would have be hard pressed to pair this with desserts, but I would totally be easily. I think this would easily pair pair well with desserts because of that acidity, like a lemon tart or a blueberry tart, maybe a, even with wedding cake, something like this. It this might compete with the lemon tart. That's the problem. Is sometimes one but that, is this more. Got, but it's got this floral note that jasmine and that orange peel and orange flowers. There's there's the, all these floral notes and there's a hint. It's not like Sautern with the um, Botrytis, but there's a no. hint of some of that. There's a hint of some of that spice coming out. I was wondering if this did get any Botrytis. What do you think, Bob? I think it's a beautiful wine. It's uh, the lemon is there, the jasmine is there. The tea note I get more is almost like a light Earl Grey. It's bergamot, which is the citrus I was taught. That orange I was talking and, about uh, on the palate. Mm. Honeysuckle, pear, um, sweet, sweet apple. Um, there's a nice little mineral note there. Um, so I'm definitely picking up some minerality on it. Um, just enough sweet so it's not sticky. Uh, I, I think this would be fantastic uh, with pretty much just about any dessert. Um some of the dessert wines that you get are literally like drinking corn syrup. Yeah, yeah. Well, this and is nowhere near like that. And this, that's, is, this is balanced. That's a dessert wine as a dessert. Um, this would be a dessert wine with a dessert. Um, but, you know, a beautifully made wine. Um, again, one that, you know, quite honestly uh, shocks me, the fact that they're able to make this much variety from the property that they have. Because, I mean, it's it's that one big valley that they've got. And the fact that they're able to make so many different styles of wine in, in one place is really kind of uh, kind of remarkable. The yeah. science they apply to their wines, pretty cool. Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up with this Muscatel, this is very different from an Italian-style Moscato. Yes. You know, it's not, it is not as light. It's not as effervescent. It's not going as tropical. It's not carbonated either. There's no effervescence. Moscato, it, norm, what they, what a normal Moscato would not add carbonation. That that carbonation is a, a natural. Diasti. It's called um, it's called this. They call it frizzante. It's a natural carbonation from making the wine. When they add, when like what he's talking about, Asti, like Spumante, they're actually adding carbonation. That's totally different. I'm talking like a regular Moscato di Asti. It's like you know, northern Italy. And this is this is a different style. This is more like the Spanish style, mm. and that's what they're, they're going with. The name of the wine here is Muscat. So they have Moscato that's flat. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. 
Yeah, usually the better, like he said, the better Muscat that you get a little bit of fizz to it. That's just a product of the winemaking. The fermentation itself. It's yeah. not, you know, Charmat bulk process, you know, Spumante garbage. Yeah, that's 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 a whole yeah, headache in a bottle. It's not that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but an extremely, extremely well-made wine. And uh, we're going to be rating the Palmas 2016 Florencia Muscat, a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. This is nice dessert wine. This is a tiny bottle they gave us. 500. 500 milliliter? Yeah, nice. That's actually perfect for dessert for four or five people. Yeah. You don't need any bigger than that. Yeah. I mean, why would you... There, there's no point in putting that into a large bottle. Uh, I mean, I would. Yeah. I might have even gone with a 375, a half size, instead of a 500. But a 500, I guess you're good. Yeah. Well, it gives you more than enough. So that's the nice thing. But... Uh, Beautiful wines, uh, beautiful property, uh, very, very interesting winery. Um, and like I said, the thing that blows me away is the variety of what they're able to make. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, well done. So, well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. Pleasure. All right, thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another great morning in the basement. And thank you, Harm. It's the wine cellar. Not the basement. Thank you, Bob. Sorry, Harm. Appreciate it. Yep, well, not a bad day sitting here in the wine cellar slash basement and drinking good wine. So, you know, beats. Thank you, thank you guys for sending us good wine like this. Beats going outside and mowing the lawn, that's for sure. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. And thank you to the partners that do help us out and send us these wines. Um, you know, we, we definitely appreciate it. We can't do the show without your help. So, um, fantastic day so this is made man bob um for sip suds and smokes want to thank you for joining us remember life is too short to drink bad wine and thankfully we haven't had to do that all day so yahoo we hope you enjoyed this episode if you're listening to us online do yourself a favor and tap just tap it in the subscribe button give it a little tappy tap 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 a room the easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. Tanhan production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs>